right, we're club balance. Freestyle therapy. Blah, 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 blah. Gifted in black, gifted in black. My soul's intact, my soul's intact. Matter of fact, you know what? I never ran track, but I bust a couple marathons. I'm on the rose, on the race. Ah, you got it, got you some got grace. It. Let me you get some grace. Get you back bet. on my own pace. Get back on my own pace, man. I ain't no mace. Shout out to Harlem World, but I'm from that DC proper. I'm a popper, popper of three. What you wanna do, man? You can't see me. Uh, I'm running cool, but I'm about to pass the loot to my wife, yo, cause she got the boots, them Gucci boots. <laughs> <laughs> A.K.A. Miss Chris, yeah. A.K.A. Miss Warren with this. Uh-huh. Yo, and it's Hocus Pocus. You know your girl, so stay focused. I ain't got time for that gibberish, but you could bring me home some black licorice. Because <laughs> I'm pregnant like that. <laughs> Yo, your girl got it like that. And everything I say out my mouth is facts. facts. Yo, disregard that because I'm keeping it on a different level. Work, love, balance, you bitch. <laughs> Work, love, balance, shout out to Bevel. Shout out to Bevel, I guess. All right, welcome to Work, Love, Balance. And the episode is... Young, gifted, and black. Yeah. Souls intact. Hello, everybody. I'm Michael. I'm Christian. And welcome to Work Club Balance. Hey, what's up? Thank you for bearing through that freestyle. <laughs> bearing through it. It wasn't my <laughs> it wasn't my best work, but Mrs. Chris, hello with the bars though. You stay hyper. Yo, up. black licorice. We're, I'm sick with this. What you say? Yo. I'm pregnant we, though. What? Be right that back. I just, I'm so annoyed at how we hype each other out, hype each other up, but like, now that people know that we freestyle, <laughs> they see that we're probably baseline intermediate at best with the flow, but. Honestly, we're the best, we're, we're the number one rapping couple <laughs> to each in, other, a, we in the be, universe. To each other, we be spinning them eight mile flows, like, we be like. Man, tell me, tell me another married couple that you know is rapping on tracks. I don't know, but whoever is, if they want to battle us, <laughs> bars, okay? Time out, time out. Like, Beyonce and Jay-Z did not just <laughs> <laughs> release some songs not too long ago. Like a whole dope like, album. Did they not, like, go on tour? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's, like, one <laughs> that's like one huge couple that is... Way well, that's it. You can only name one, so we number two. I take that back. We're number oh two. My God. Shout out to J and B. All right, all right, yo. Now we diving into it. We just wanted to have some fun. Uh, title of this episode is Young, Gifted, and Black. Um, shout out to Nina Simone. Uh, actually, shout out to Christian though, because when we started dating, fun fact, I didn't know much about Nina Simone to be quite honest. Uh, Christian put me on to a number, a number of other musical acts. That yeah. I that I enjoy, uh, but that Nina Simone track, I mean, really spoke to me. Shout I out used to, the, to play that album all the time, huh? Yeah, <laughs> shout out to the YBF. Yeah, for sure. And so Michael and I, like we mentioned in previous episodes, we have been young black 
professionals in the fashion and retail space, and we thought we would switch it up this episode and share our experiences as young, gifted, and Black professionals within those spaces. So, Michael, I'm just going to dive into you. Oh, man. <laughs> dive into your story for a bit because I know that you, you're from D.C. proper. Right after high school, yes. you went to Art Institute in Philadelphia. Yes. You then came out to California to complete your bachelor's program at the Art Institute yes. and pursue your fashion dreams, yes. which took a lot of investment. It took a lot of time, financial commitment. And coming into your first, quote unquote, corporate job, in the fashion industry for a brand that was pretty notable notable yeah, definitely um did you experience any like difficulties within those spaces like a young black professional man i think uh i mean shoot i think going into it one of us i remember the gm at the time you know told me the professional you know always you know be on time you know show up before everybody um, guess there, I remember like my first interview or what have you, but I essentially got the position from going to a sample cell and asking if they needed some help in the internship. And so the internship mm. turned into actual, you know, turned into an actual position that I ultimately, I believe, crafted out. But going into it, essentially, um, man, yeah, I guess going into it, you you are that only one. You know, you're one of a few. And I think that always, I'm not going to say way, but you definitely have your intention about being yourself and maintaining your identity and making sure you represent yourself well, um, you know, at all times, as much as you can. Uh, so I think that's something that I approach going how, into it. How old were you? Like 21, 20? Man, truthfully, two? I mean, I had to be a little bit younger because I couldn't even drink. I had a couple um. of the parties we <laughs> I got invited to. Um, so, yeah, I was definitely uh, below 21. So I guess, you know, I guess considering going into mm. something like that, being the youngest, you know, I think that's always, but I think throughout my career, that's always been the case. I've always been the youngest. Um, I may have always been the only Afro-American for a period of time, something like that, on a whole team, uh, on a few in a company. Um, and you talked about my experience in college i mean i think that was one of my experiences as well just being you know one of the few males in fashion marketing uh have you one of the only males and then one of the only black afro-americans you know in the class so i think that motivated me to be quite honest because i think a lot of it came in effect with my grades i think i did fairly well you know dean's list was it like did it feel like it came from a space of self-motivation or like was there a moment where you ever felt overlooked or undervalued or was that just not really your experience? Well, I think even though I, I know some of the, of course know. I know these answers, but I'm just, you know, formality. Well, I think when, when you ask the questions, I think I was maybe focused so much on providing value that I didn't see I was undervalued. Mm. So, you know, I was so gun ho like, oh, I could do this. Oh, I could do graphics. You need graphics? I could do that. Oh, you need design? I could do design. Oh, what? Email marketing? I could do that. 
photography photo shoot. Man, I could do that. I could put this together. Um, I had this idea, that idea. <laughs> so, I mean, I think that's the way I approached it. And I think doing all of that and hoping that it will lead to something more financially, uh, hoping that it will lead to, you know, promotion, something that's a little bit more tangible. Um, I think that was it. But I think in that process, I think I gained probably some of the best foundational experiences that I have with me to this day that allows me to be flexible uh, within career pursuits, but then also apply these to my own business. And to be quite honest, that's what the owners told me. They said, hey, when you leave here, you should be able to go and do your own thing. And that was point, <laughs> and that was point blank. And I think that's probably the approach oh, that they had. But in my mind, graduating from school, I was looking for stability and a career track. So I don't think I was probably fully within that entrepreneurial space at the time. Obviously, it sounds like you may not even it. known like what your expectations should have been from. In terms of what? Well, I mean, I'm just going to keep it real in this space. But I even, I even remember like when me and you started dating and well, we were we were actually like engaged. And so we had kind of had like these conversations about finances, but nothing too in depth. But remember the story where you left your bag? You left your bag Man, in my I'm gonna car. I'm going to tell this story. I'm no, let me, tell, let me tell it first, and then you could tell your side. So you left your bag in my car, and your girl, of course, win that bag the first chance I could get. And I found one of your paycheck stubs. Right. And I was, like, so shocked at the value that they put on all the work that you have been able to contribute to the company on top of like the new ideas and just extracurricular things that you've done. And I've known that you've done with them. And so I immediately was like, yo, you are basically like, they're underpaying you for real, for real. And of course that opened up a whole conversation for us to like really dive into like finances and stuff like that. But I know too, even from my perspective of being in the fashion industry, one thing that's unique about our industry is Mm -hmm. it is not the most like (laughs) you do it for the passion and kind of work your way up sometimes with it. So it's like, you know, it's, already easy to be undervalued within like the fashion space as far as like medical benefits and even when you talk about just baseline pay it's not like you're going to med school and you know when I first get this job I'm going to make between this salary and that so I I get you it's 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 already a unique space within the career path that we have chosen within fashion but I think especially being like young, young black professionals. That's why that networking or just communication between one another could be good to help level set like, nah, nah, bro, or nah, sis, this is well, like, I think, <laughs> I think ignorant will, as you're talking, the thing that's just blaring out in my head is like, ignorance is bliss. Mm. So me not knowing what to expect or not knowing what to, how to approach it talking to peers about, hey, this is how I'm feeling about it. But I mean, to be quite honest for myself, I think that's the independent streak in myself 
in terms of, hey, I'm going to figure this out, or at least I'm going to ride this until something else opens up. But I was filled with so much confidence that I didn't let that deter me, despite what I was you know, making at the time. I didn't let that deter me from pursuing my my dream or my passion about being married or the purpose that I felt was in that space. Because I think sometimes as men, you may get, you know, you may feel that way. You know, you may feel that approach, which I think is obviously you definitely want to make sure you can take care of yourself. You want to make sure you can take care of your fam. And also, too, you want to make sure you can take care of, uh, you know, your wife as well. But for me, at that particular time, I just knew, I guess what I was getting wasn't what my true value was. And my true value was me. And it was just about unlocking that and finding that. Because sometimes you get pushed out of a situation to become who you are. You know, you get put out, you know, you get pushed out of your shell to, you know, to be as much as you as you what can do you be. What do you mean you get pushed out of your shell? Like Hey man, hey <laughs> man, we got married at, on August twenty t- We got married saying, on man. August twenty first. I was let go in November right before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Just married. So I think that was a process, but then also too, I think, you know, it was a time. It was definitely a time. But it definitely needed to happen. Yeah, it definitely, when you got let it definitely go, needed to happen. It was like, it was one of those things where you called me and you were like, and I was like, wait, are you joking? Oh yeah, she definitely joking. I was like, yeah. I thought you were totally joking with me. But then when you said, no, I'm not joking, it was actually like one of those things that needed to happen for you, for you to go to the next level. And I think they just helped speed it up because you were kind of in this place of, I just got married. I want to still probably have some stability, like straight into a new marriage and not rock things too much, which is understand, understandably so. But I think just like God had different plans for us in that season. Yeah. I mean, I think that goes into, I mean, to be quite honest, I think, you know, I think being younger, I think, Another direction of how I approached it was that this was part of the, mm, I mean, I guess the line got blurred between extended family and then also work because, you know, I moved out on my by myself, essentially, but was able to make friends. And I think because all I had was work, I think I probably put a lot. Oh, like living in Los Angeles. Yeah, I think I probably being from DC. Yeah, I think I probably put a lot into it. But I mean, all in all, I think it provided what it needed at the time. Definitely the experience. Definitely the understanding, the perspective of the industry. I mean, did you did you ever feel comfortable with like having conversations from an employee perspective about how you were treated or like just yeah, and again, it goes to like. And maybe intimidation, maybe being the youngest. And I think sometimes maybe I wonder, I think, you know, young, gifted, and black. Sometimes when you're young, gifted, and black, that means you are the youngest in the field. And I think some people may approach you that way. And I think maybe that's how I was approached, being young. And the people know, you know, you don't know what you which don't I know. Always people, felt like, which I always felt like being the youngest is like your advantage, though, because I it's agree. like... <laughs> I agree. It's like, yo, I you have nothing to lose. So I used to always take that spin on it as as like I'm in the same room as you though. So I'm I'm just it's just as valid for me to share this space with you. Even within those times though where it did seem very frustrating for me or 
like I've shared with you in the past, like it did make me question my capabilities and like the gifts and value that I brought. Like I remember even with my first um, corporate, quote unquote, corporate job, and they basically told me, you know, let us know what you would like for your salary to be. So your girl, like I did my research compared, okay, this is how much it says professionals get paid to do this value of work. And so I gave them the number and they were basically like, all right, we're thank you. you we're going <laughs> to we're going to subtract about 30 grand from that. And because I was so young and just so eager to get my foot in there, I was like, man, this actually sucks. Cause I thought, you know, this is what I should be getting paid. And that's what I had set my, my mind on, but then they're giving me this. But unfortunately, sometimes within those spaces, it's like, all right, let me just take advantage of the opportunity, get my foot in there, which kind of sucks when you think about it. Cause it's like, you feel like you have to work 10 times as hard just to catch up. But that was kind of like my strategy at the time where if I'm not getting the pay, then I'm just really going to grind my butt off until I get to the six figures plus, which happens with time, but it's still just frustrating that it may have to take a little longer or you feel like you have to sacrifice, but still do like 10 times as much just to get to that, like almost baseline level of what someone else could have gotten. If that makes well, sense. Well, I mean, I think the underlying thing of what we're talking about is IE discrimination based on age, based on race, based on however you want to slice it. And I think for us being people of faith, I don't I don't process it all the way within that space. Um, obviously in reflection you're like, mm, I wonder. But when I look at my life and look at how the doors have opened up and I think some people subscribe to this too, it's like sometimes, you know, God's moving you in a direction and sometimes if you don't move like he'll he'll open the door for you. And I think that's what's happened in multiple cases in my particular career path. But, you know, I think, thank you for asking the questions. And I think that, um, you know, essentially ignorance is bliss and education comes along with experience. And as you get that experience, you know how to navigate and approach, you know, new scenarios and new situations. But uh, would you have done anything nope. differently? Nope. No, no. Nope. Nope, I wouldn't have done anything differently because I think within that space, I I pursued what I knew to do at the particular time. Like I pursued, a, you know, oh, get more education. That didn't all the way go through. Oh, pursue other opportunities. That didn't go through. The one thing that did go through was finding a way to create something of my own, i.e. Michael Thomas. And that gave me like a different sense of like passion, different sense of interest because I was able to create something. You know? I was just going to say that, like, as we got deeper into, well, of course, Michael Thomas was something that you did even when we were dating, but just as Michael Thomas has evolved into a life well dressed and that's evolved into DC proper and Compton flight club and us <laughs> talking on this podcast. Like, I think through the experiences that we've had, it's kind of shown us, you know what, we could just create the change we seek to see. And it may not be the biggest footprint right now, but it's our footprint. And oh, it's going to be a um, big footprint. 
<laughs> received. But what I'm saying is like we have to start somewhere. Yes, and I yes, think through yes. those experiences, it's like, yo, if we choose to work with someone, we're going to do this the right way because we know how it feels not to, to be treated. To, yeah. We know how it feels to not, unfortunately, not be treated well within spaces or, you know, not get paid on time or not be we've been spoken both individually and experienced not being spoken to and in the best way. And we just, we really like one of the biggest things that I know we're passionate about is when we work with people, like we want them to genuinely enjoy working with us and we want to be honorable in everything that we do. And of course, like, you know, we've learned as, as business owners and (laughs) It's we've just learned so much, but I think one thing that we just always try to do is just do the right thing. Do the right thing. <laughs> so So with that, you know, I think I think you may have touched on it in a previous episode, but you know, share with us your experience as a young gifted black professional. My personal disclosure is that man, I just all when I see so many, you know, young folks out doing that thing I just get always motivated and I think that's one thing I saw in Christian like I saw her she was one of the few well she was the only one actually that was doing like the windows and and up against the wall you know on the west coast just making it look real nice and if you knew it or not I used to do some of the windows on the Mm -hmm. east coast but uh, (laughs) but yo she did her thing and I think I admired that like that hard work I saw that very early on I think that was obviously an attraction but you know talk Talk to the folks about your experience as a woman, you know, uh, Man. you know, black even woman, after we even uh, after we married got married, woman. like when when you share your experience about being let go. And then a couple months later, I just reached a peak. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> hold on, hold on, like, hold on. Time, oh out, time out, time out, time out. Oh my gosh. Yo, he was about to be on some stuff time right now. out right now. Well, I think, yo, honestly, guys, this is, this is such a, this is a growth moment because, yo, your for life. Who? Who? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's for everybody. I mean, because truth be told, yeah, the interesting thing is like, we're in a space where similar things have happened, but now <laughs> it's time. Now it's, now we're in a different, now we're in a new it's level. It's a little different. Yeah, now it's, it's definitely a difference. But, you know, when you said that, I was, I, do I throw you some point, curve Oh my God. That's what <laughs> Dude, be throwing so you that, some curveballs, but this okay. Hold on, hold on. Okay, okay. No, so essentially, what I'm saying is that what I can see in reflection is that these things that have happened to us or have pushed us to these other levels are actually taking us to different stages in our life. Mm. Be it, but also too, what I've learned is to listen to the cues or tune in to God or be. Mm-hmm. mindful of the environment and the experience that you have that's going on and then that way you can navigate these situations a little bit differently where sometimes you may be forced out or sometimes you may quit or you may feel emotional about a situation but it's just that you're feeling the right thing like you're feeling absolutely correct but how do you pursue that in a you know in a responsible uh, way <laughs> 
I know what you're doing right now. It's cute, okay? It's cute. No, this is for me. Go on for I, I mean, hey, it's mm-hmm. like, hey, things could change. And then I could be like, you okay. You hit me with that in a responsible way. But <laughs> I see what you're <laughs> throwing some shit. But I'm going to tell you a story, though. No, when we, when we first got married, I had transitioned because um, at the time, I was, like, traveling a lot. Like, when I say a lot, my suitcase was packed. Every week, I was pretty much home on the weekends before I was on a flight or hitting the road again. So after I got married, I knew I did not want to do that anymore. I I just naturally, totally I just naturally transitioned, and it wasn't even like Michael was putting pressure on me. Like it wasn't anything like that. I just knew. I wanted to be more present. I I wanted to figure out this new space of being married. And I had never lived with anyone before, let alone a man. And now like I'm married. So I just wanted to do things a little differently and switch it up. So I I had changed. I had changed positions, which allowed me to just oversee like some stores in Southern California it felt more manageable for my new life and uh, I would not have to travel nearly as much, which I loved. But within that agreement, I was promised an additional raise and pay increase and it just was not happening. And so I would email, I would email um, my new manager at the time, which was interesting because before my manager within my previous position was like a black woman and my new manager was no longer the same shade as me, which I don't know if it had anything to do with it, but I just felt like she was not, she did not know how to communicate to me. So her way of communicating with me was like literally avoiding all of my questions and talking to me about everything else. Which if you know me, that is like the most frustrating thing you could do because I'm very direct and chill and so it just made me feel super whack as an employee when it's like hey this is something that was like promised to me I don't see it translating into that direct deposit and what's good and so and so basically I would you know email here and there and get no basically no acknowledgement no response but then it's like, hey, great job, you're doing great. But um, it the questions that I actually had- They basically ignored you. The, yeah, I was basically ignored. And then it got to a point where now it was like affecting my morale as an employee because I just feel like I'm doing this great job, I'm getting great feedback, but <laughs> I'm also being completely ignored. My voice isn't being heard. And this is like basically standard employee- employer stuff. And so I got to a point where, you know, with Michael's job, we were trying to figure it out. And um, we had talked about moving to the East Coast. And initially I was like, all right, let me just transfer with the same position I had to the East Coast. But then fantastic I was feeling plan. some, it, it was <laughs> a fantastic plan. But then I was feeling some type of way. I was like, man, this is a new beginning. It's a new move. Maybe it should be a new job too. (laughs) 
And so this one's different from my last. I got a gem for you. Because I, I talked to you about it. You're on board with it. And so I basically, right before <laughs> you making a face, but you were on board. With I did what? not, with me resigning. Wait, from where? Which one? I'm not saying the name, uh, but the first job when we were moving from California to to New York. Uh, you knew I, the game plan, babe. Yeah, the and game so, plan was we gonna we was gonna keep the job. Yeah, until I wasn't gonna keep it, and then I told you. Yeah, you told that. <laughs> oh, okay. So you're yeah, saying exactly. I told you. So that's exactly okay. what, I, what I was saying. And so basically, like right before we moved, I was I hit him with that notice, and yeah, he made we, it two week notice. <laughs> like what? No, and so and basically we moved together with no job. But we had some money saved. And even with them moving, that was a grind because I had <laughs> I had gotten a job. Um, tell the people. Tell the I, people. I had gotten a job and it was like I was just being talked to a little crazy. And, you know, my in my head, I'm like, man, I'm, I've been doing this and y'all are talking to me like I don't know what I'm doing. And so... I ain't new to this. I'm true to this. Yeah, I was just kind of like, what? Like, one lady was calling mannequin bodies and I'm like, what? Like, I don't even think that's the correct term, sis. But, um... But, yeah. So, even within that job, I've, I really didn't like how I was kind of being talked to. And so, that was some trial and error. And you quit. <laughs> I quit. And then, which man, this isn't making me look too good. If you <laughs> listen to our first episode, I quit. I promise I'm not really a quitter. But um, and then I had gotten remember that other job where I was promised like a position and a certain pay, and they wanted me to like oversee all their stores. And then I started working with the company and noticed like, yo, I'm legit doing sales associate stuff when New York could be grindy though. New York was super I had no clue how grindy New York was, but as I started getting my schedule, I was like, hold up, these seem like sales associate hours. And I was told that (laughs) I was like overseeing all these stores, not folding the clothes. And so I spoke with um I I spoke with um, one of the quote unquote corporate like employees and was just like, you know, this isn't what we discussed. Do you know what the succession plan for this is? And she was basically like, you know, we don't think that you're capable and you'll just be best. (laughs) You'll just best fit in this role until you learn us. And I was like, I have traveled like all over the world. I can manage these stores with like my eyes closed. Yeah, 400 square feet And I was so pissed off that she had just like completely felt like she could just cut, like cut me to the core after me being told during the whole process how once again, like you're great, but not great enough. And so I literally like took my bag and walked out and I- Quit. I quit again. Oh, which is fine. And I think, yo, to be honest, I'm just, I'm just teasing over here. I'm just making some fun. But I think what I've come to understand is that, again, like I said initially, I don't look at it from a race perspective, but I do think there is a perception that some people may particularly carry. But I also think that things weren't just a good fit. And sometimes things aren't a good fit. And it's 
and it's just not right for you, you know? I think just it's like, a combination. Yes, yeah, it's a definite. I mean, hey, I, whichever way you want to slice mm-hmm. it, you know, I think that's part of it, you know? It's just like, hey, in retrospect, it wasn't really a good fit, you know? And I think that's, I can look back and say that now, obviously, back then I was like, what are you doing? Like, just wait till something, something Michael else you was kind of like, man, just get the little check. Just get something else, you know, first, but... I think in retrospect, to be quite honest, I mean, again, you guys, it has been a journey, obviously, 10 years or so. But Christian said something that made me think just now about how maybe this is some advice to men, but recognizing the patterns in your relationship from, you know, good that you want to correct, but also good that's what's being said, but that's not really said. Because when Christian Mm -hmm. said when she got married... She wanted to change it up. Like, she wanted to be a good wife. She wanted to have some stability. She wanted to be at home. You know, obviously, maybe, hey, she wanted to be home to maybe make me some lunch or something. Or, or to no. get, or not. <laughs> oh, all right, then. Mm-mm. Took it a little too far. <laughs> yeah. No, but maybe, but maybe just be in a space where you could be supportive, you know, more than what you were because you were traveling so much. You get what I'm saying? Maybe you wanted to, you know, you, you wanted to, you wanted to live that life. You wanted to have that. A, and a if you balance. think about it, babe, we only dated for five months before we got engaged. So I, I think, too, with the relationship being so new, it's like, okay, now it's like the lifetime commitment. Right. So, so I think I'm about, I'm trying to get you on this journey <laughs> with me. But again, when you and I did and I missed it when you get when you when we started to have Michael, when we. When you became yeah, pregnant, because that with was Michael, the second time that, that was the second time mm-hmm. that that happened. That you, you know, that you you had Michael uh, or you was pregnant, and you, you know, you were talking about wanting to do something different or wanting to, you know, be, you know, to do. You were feeling differently about the situation. You were rethinking like your professional uh, career stuff like that, and I and I missed it, but it had already happened before, mm-hmm. you know, and so. I just wanted to kind of throw that out. I just wanted to kind of throw that out there. And in one terms thing, of, and one thing about you know, me is like I'm a very passionate person, so I could never just do something for the check. It would be easier in this stage of my career to, of course, do something for the check. But clearly, I think the purpose of what we're doing and why is so much bigger than just chasing checks at this point which may sound I don't know a little backwards but yeah it's like even back then like when I was first starting out in my career it wasn't like I was getting like paid the most but like I value I think there's value in being treated (laughs) right and fairly and with and and being valued you know what I mean and not feeling like you're so great. You're such a great employee, but just not great enough to be looked at as an equal pay employer or whatever in certain spaces. You know. Yeah, I, um, I mean, I, I agree with you one hundred percent. I think, I think. Yeah, you know, there was there were some frustrating times there. Yeah, but I, I mean, I'm glad you were able to share it, and I was able to catch it and recognize, you know, some of the cues that I missed. But you know, within that, I think. Being young, young black professionals, you know, it's, you know, it's work. But I think the cool thing is when we get into a space that's our space, that we are respected, we are valued, you know, in our 
perspective is honored, man. Yeah, sky's the limit, you know, mm-hmm. all day. And I think the power, though, is when we take these collective minds, these young black and gifted professionals, and we assemble them outside of our professional career spaces, and then we gather them for something, you know, for a greater good or for a greater company or a young company or business, however we structure it, I think that's where the true power and and empowerment lies. So shout out to all the YBFs out there doing that thing that's been doing that thing for a while in different states, other states, across the world, man. We all about it. Yeah, and I think there's so much importance to like me just thinking back when I was younger, I do think that there it could have been great if I just had been more open about some of these things that I was experiencing versus mm-hmm. um, me internalizing things a lot because it's like, you know, you don't want to m- ruffle any feathers or whatever the case is like um i do i do just wish that i allowed myself to build more of a network of like-minded professionals who may may have been able to help me um navigate those spaces or um guide me through maybe having more successful outcomes with you know allowing myself to have more direct conversations or whatever the case was um I think sometimes when you're young, you're kind of so eager, you are quicker to like silence your voice a little bit or yeah, and internalize. um, I mean, man, internalize. You think about that, man. I just, to be honest, I think the stuff I internalized, you know, going through, you know, the experience I, you know, I went through in my first, uh, you know, my first positions. Man, it's like yeah, that's you can take a lot, and then if you don't have an outlet to kind of put that anywhere else. You know, it could show up later on. But, you know, I'm thankful for, you know, yourself and, you know, a platform like this or just giving advice to other people about how to navigate it. But it seems like one thing that's sticking out to me is that how mentorship is key. Um, mm-hmm. But then also having those people that you can, you know, go to that's, you know, closely related to like your field or whatever it is, like having that befriending thing. But I think sometimes that makes it difficult when you are the only one in your space. Exactly. You know, when you are one of two uh, or you are one of one and sometimes it does make that difficult. So you have to like go outside of that. And, you know, and sometimes your circle may be out of state or something like that. So it's it's difficult for you to navigate that. But mentorship is key. And I think you definitely have to be led by God to, you know, bring those right things to you, but recognize what it is that you need. And so maybe through all our processes that we've gone through. You know, we can share some light to somebody that's young, gifted, and black coming up where they could, you know, pursue that because it's definitely a lucrative business. It's definitely a lucrative field. Obviously, we're in the midst of retail as a whole, as the world changing as a whole. It's all changing right now. Mm-hmm. So, all in all, it was all for the best for us, for, you know, in retrospect, but it just kind of goes to show that how things have to evolve um, and have to have you have to go for it all. Yeah, and I th- that's a great point, Michael, because it is like, you know, even within my immediate like friend space, um, <laughs> I was kind of like the only one within that industry. So yeah. I think even if it's going out more outside of your comfort zone and really like really networking on a different level, um, 
But then also, too, it's like staying positive, positive, um, staying, <laughs> staying prayerful and just keeping your eyes on the prize because you are a place where you are for a reason. That's true. Um, and you can create that change and impact. Um, and this is also too, like I'm talking to just everyone, whether you, whatever background you're from, if you're woke, you're woke (laughs) and you could like help, you could help create those changes and impacts through, the decisions you make um, through your walk, through how you represent yourself. Because even if you work for a company, I always kept in mind, like, I'm representing myself first. Like, whatever I do, it's this is also on me. But right, because um, as you talk about that, though, I think this is something that I've heard in different conversations. And I think about it, when as you're saying that, I was thinking about it, my personal perspective is that there was a situation where you know, another young black person, you know, did something that wasn't all the way above board. So I was like, man, like, that's how's that going to affect me or the perception of me? Mm. And I think, but I think I had that even going into that because the way I approach certain things is that, I mean, I guess you want people's experience to be with you as well. I mean, I guess the truth of the matter is sometimes when you're in those spaces, you feel like or you put on like that you represent everybody that reflects you that's oh, you know so it's kind so of like true. but then at the same time you that's interesting you, huh? you set it aside because i mean i ain't gonna find i sure enough was sleep, sleeping in some of my classes <laughs> i sure enough had some doze off moments mm-hmm. but uh but all in all i think you know your your overall arching work you know should always be looked upon as good and i think that's something that some people you know, carry with them. It's not, I don't think it was a pressure point for me per se, but I think I definitely was cognizant of, you know, how I dress or how I approach myself or how I spoke. And, you know, that's real. And I think it's, you know, something that people have gone through in different spaces, different industries. But fashion is unique where nine times out of 10, you can, you know, essentially be who you want to be. And you don't Especially really have, nowadays. Yeah, you can do that nowadays. <laughs> but even... Even with that, I just always sought to carry myself in a way that was respectable um, and that was above board. Obviously, I, was, I learned how to have some fun, but I definitely yeah. always wanted to keep a, a good perception about myself in my professional setting. And I think now with everything that's come to light and people being more aware of the Black experience um i think it's one thing that is nice about what's happening now is that we don't really have to dim ourselves anymore like the the gift is in exactly who we are and we just don't have to water our versions of ourselves down for anyone anymore which feels super liberating and it kind of makes me miss being in that corporate space because your girl would have loved, I would have loved just to be out. Yeah. Just to have a little taste of what that experience is like, because um, I mean, of course I'm older, I'm 33 now. So I've, I've gotten to a more comfortable space within myself um, where before I left, you know, I did feel pretty like, 
at this point, I am, I am who I am. I didn't water myself down, but you know, there is that low key mindfulness that you still kind of, um, practice where you might not say things exactly how you are thinking about saying it just because you don't know how it may come off or whatever. And so, um, I just think it's really dope. It's just a really dope time right now just to be Be unapologetically you and be young, gifted, and black. And so I hope hope you enjoy Michael and I's rant. rant. Yeah, I was like, man, this low-key turned into a rant. So No, I mean, um, it's it's all good. No, I appreciate the, yeah. We appreciate the airtime, obviously. Uh, We thank you for listening to our experiences but ultimately we hope that what we do share can be a light to someone or some insight or some wisdom yeah and so thank you so much um you can definitely rate and subscribe to our podcast um and also check us out on instagram at work love Love balance Balance. podcast podcast and at ALWD Company, and you can also listen to all of our websites on alifewelldress.com. You said all of our websites. Did I say that? You can listen Dang, to all of our, I'm tripping. You can listen to all our <laughs> podcasts at alifewelldress.com. I said websites. You said websites. Dang. It's all good. We're not going to edit that. <laughs> uh, but no, nah, it's all love. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate the time, and we're looking forward to speaking with you soon. Peace up, Baytown Downs.